What's up guys, it's John Carden for Primal Performance Coaching, coming at you with another podcast episode. So, this week I wasn't able to get a guest, I've actually been loafing on my podcasting a little bit, but this week we're going to get back into it a little bit. So, this week I'm going to do a solo podcast. Um, I actually really quite enjoy doing these, I get to tell people a little bit about, more about myself, as opposed to just asking all the questions. So, I'm going to want to talk a little bit about how kind of the fitness industry doesn't do the best job with people when they're trying to lose weight and how my kind of coaching philosophies and how my own training philosophies have evolved and these are going to be different depending on what it is your goal is right so when i'm powerlifting, my mindset's going to be a little bit different whereas now i've kind of evolved into trying to be hit fit and healthy and then moving forward from there but like i will probably come back into the powerlifting realm of things but that's not what we're going to discuss today so today I'm going to start talking about some shit that like I don't really go into that much detail in, but I've had a lot of experience with it and I think it's something that people that are in the fitness industry won't really find like too different or too out there or too shocking, but it's not something that people in the fitness industry will generally discuss that openly because it can make you look make people look at you in a different light then they may not always want to look at you at, or you may not want to be looked at. And this isn't to say that I do these things. Um, this is to say that I was in an environment where they made us do these types of things. Um, it's not something that I do now, not something that I care to do, not something that I want to do. Um, to preface this too, a lot of people in the fitness industry feel that they actually are helping people, and I think they actually are too. I just believe that there's a different way and a better way to go about it that would actually end up getting people better results in the long run anyways so with that going into it we'll start talking about it a little bit so i do have and i've been starting to do with a lot more female clients and i was actually talking to this about actually i've been talking to a few people about this lately um so i figured i would get on here and kind of like break it down even deeper and divulge it a little bit better so a lot of females i've dealt with in the last little while especially um they've been coming to me with mainly a very specific problem so the problem was that they've had a host of different trainers that have put them on very restrictive very aggressive diets and kind of mess with their heads a lot and put them into mindsets where carbs are bad you don't need to eat and they end up eating like 1200 calories 800 calories a thousand calories end up putting themselves through these crazy diets getting unrealistic expectations about like when they should progress how they should progress getting crazily obsessed about their macros, losing weight, um, being in the best shape possible, and being sold on 12 weeks, 6 weeks, 8 weeks. There's a reason why I don't really do transformations. I do do them, but I do them differently. I don't believe in like transforming a client in 12 weeks and that's it. I don't really even believe in like, prop, like a traditional show prep. Um, I have a client that is prepping um, more well. It has been prepping for a long time due to COVID. It's been a, and they're not really doing a traditional like bodybuilder prep craziness. We're just trying to get really lean and then shave it down for the show, walk in, win, walk out, and then get right back to building again for hopefully a pro card in the future. So with that in mind, like I don't really do it. I probably never will. I might be selling some like short-term programs and stuff but like with the preface of it being like something that you can build towards or to get you started on something to keep in shape 
I've never really been a big fan of the coaches that do the slam and bang 12-week, 18-week, uh, 16-week programs. Get it done. Make the change. Get out. Move forward to the next one. If it doesn't work, move on. Try to change, Try to do it with someone else. And the reasons why is because I don't think it's doing the best service for the person that's paying you. I think you're better off spending more time with a client, working on working with someone that actually is willing and ready to make like more concrete changes, not just I want to get a quick fix, get done, get healthy, that's it. And obviously, there's different ways of going about it, but what I've found working in the big gyms the way that I did, progressing up into higher level, um, not quite management, but working with them a lot more closely, um, being groomed to potentially be a sales manager at a gym, potentially be and being groomed to be a dual threat trainer, which is a salesperson and a trainer at the same time. Um, I learned a lot of different things. And I am not going to say that sales are bad and I'm not here to discuss my sales tactics or approaches. I don't really have one. I generally just speak to the client and I want to know what I can do for you. And then if it ends up working, my mutual beneficial and I feel like it's a good fit, then, we'll, then I'll train you. That's basically how it works with me. Um, and But when I was working at the big commercial gyms, the approach is very different. So the approach is essentially would be this. You're going to sit down with someone. And now what they're going to do is they're basically going to sell you weight loss. And why are they going to sell you weight loss? Well, let's think about it. Okay, one, it's cool. It's quick. It's easy. Everyone wants to look like a, you know, everyone wants to look good. I wouldn't necessarily say everyone wants to look like a bodybuilder. Maybe not the same muscularity, but everyone would like to look like, I'd say, a, men, a, a less muscular men's physique athlete or, you know, some sort of a version of a less muscular and less lean women's bikini competitor. Let's say that. That's generally what people kind of describe to me or something of a younger self that's more athletic. It's good 30, 40 pounds down. They might think it's 10 to 15, but it's actually probably 30, 40 pounds down. And they might think it's fat that they're looking to lose, but it's actually, I mean, it's, it's weight they're looking to lose, but it's actually fat. And they're also probably looking to put on a little bit of muscle because their muscle mass versus what they were when they were looking like that is completely different. So it's cool to be like that. So the fitness energy is going to burn on that. And then we, we all as humans have a nature that we want to do stuff that's easier. And that's not a bad thing or a good thing. It's, it's just generally how we are unless like there are certain people that that is different but like for the most part that's generally how we are so when thinking on that then you have gyms okay we're doing something that's hard we need to sell people to do this because if we don't then you know no one's going to train okay um or very few people would train is it good for people hell yes is it good for your health yeah so i don't really have a problem in principle with selling fitness what I have a problem with on principle is setting unrealistic expectation and setting wrong prefaces in people's head. So weight loss is great. And I think like weight loss is a great metric. I think weight is a great metric. I think it's also an overly emphasized metric. So what I think needs to be done and what I know isn't being done for the most part, unless you're talking to a guy like me 
or other types of trainers and you're not really talking to the sales manager when you're talking to those types or even most trainers especially because this is and it's no one's fault really it's just how the industry is it is shifting around a little bit more and i i like what i see but and i get it it's hard to really quantify some of these things so what what you're gonna get when you go you're gonna probably do an assessment and then if you get sold and if you only need to lose 10 pounds you know it, they go for selling you on these big goals right so i'm gonna be like okay you know get someone in like 230 okay i'll be like okay well you need to be 180 you really need to be 180 you know it's going to be because of x y z ed f and like you know maybe they're right odds are that it is right but at the same time focusing on that specific metric causes some issues with clients it's a good way to sell them on a big initial package if you're going to look at it that way i think there's benefit like there's definitely ways that that can be it's easier to quantify to someone it's a lot harder to explain to someone that you might only lose 20 pounds but you'll look better than when you lose 50. And it's even harder to explain to that person that that might take over a year. It's very hard, especially because now you're trying to basically unexplain everything else that they see out there when they start looking into fitness stuff. If you Google search weight loss program, fat loss program, if you Google search fat loss personal trainer, you know how much shit is going to come up where it's like, my client lost. 50 pounds in three months, in six months, 100 pounds in a year, uh, 50 pounds in a year, 100, 100, 100 pounds in six months. A lot of these are exaggerated. A lot of the times, the trainer actually only got the results in, actually got the results in a much longer time period. Um, or, they didn't, and I'm not to say that you shouldn't push your clients and get big results as soon as and quickly as you can. But it's a matter of like, how do you approach it? And when you focus on just weight, what I found, especially with like female clients or people that are more already overweight, and a lot of them, and I can speak from my own experience, you are a little bit more, you're going to be more conscious about how you look, how you feel. It's not necessarily a good thing because these people are already in comp, not confident. And now you're basically like preying on that. And you're basically preying on that. And then in doing such, what you're doing is you're basically creating a situation where you bring someone in that is already worried about what's going on. They already probably have some anxieties about their own looks and stuff. And then you're basically just like kind of, in a way, kind of putting them down a bit. Not purposely. This isn't done like on purpose. I hope no one like thinks that that's what is done. Most of the time, that's not what is done. Generally, what is being done is they're just trying to educate people, and that is fine. But I think a lot of the times, the approach of just selling the weight loss um, is not the way it should go. And a lot of times, I think expectations get overly revved up, where it's like, yeah, I've gotten new clients, especially when they were sold by other people, being like, hey, you know, they said I could lose like 30 pounds in like this three month package that I have. Oh, well, have you ever weight trained? No. Um, What's your diet like? What diet? Right? What do you eat? Oh, I eat like uh, McDonald's every day, three times a day. Okay. Are you willing to change that? Well, not really. Oh, also I smoke. So it's one of those things where it's like you got to, and then it's like, okay, well, you also got to realize that like 
if there's a term in like back pain training, I think Stu McGill uses it, it's called unwinding pain. The same thing, you're trying to unwind all these bad habits. And Stu McGill talks about how long it will take to unwind a really bad spinal injury. Now, let's really place that in, let's see how long would it take to unwind all the bad habits. If you look at like the atypical everyday North American, there's a lot of extremely bad habits that they have. And think about how many of them you'll have to unwind in order to get them to progress towards, let's say you're a trainer and you're listening, like, or someone that like competes in powerlifting or bodybuilding or something like that. You're not the normal person. So what you do and what you like and what you enjoy is not what they like and enjoy as far as like the working out goes. So for them, doing this stuff is like completely something they don't like to do. So now they're like already starting to do that. They're nervous. They're worried. They're coming to see the trainer. And then the trainer goes, well, we got to stop all this. Like right now. Well, like the biggest step that that person just took was just getting into the gym. And like meeting with you. And now you're scaring the, well, or let's say you're the client. Like you're getting the shit scared out of you because the trainer's like, well, you know, this just, 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 this just won't work. And it's like, that's cool. And like, I do understand it. And like, I understand the need to educate and push people. But I also think that like that rhetoric is what's causing a lot of problems. And I think the industry itself needs to change how it speaks. And then I also think like the specific wording to females as well, like the toning, the tightening, the shifting and all that stuff, like just explain it like it actually is. So like what we're trying to do, we're trying to gain muscle. Why? Okay. Because you have a high amount of fat. Okay, well, I'm going to get bulky. Well, no, you're probably not. Okay, well, here's why. Because, like, to get bulky, you have to train in a way that will make you bulky. And for most people, training at, like, 10-pound dumbbells is definitely not going to do it. Eating 1,500 to 2,000 calories a day, definitely not going to do that to you. So, I think that there's a lot of stuff needs to change in that regard. There's a lot of good stuff going on, but I also think, like, there should be a more of a shift towards long-term sustainability, focusing on like what's best for the clients, focusing on building up the clients results. Cause lately I've been doing a lot of online training and virtual training, and I've been getting just as good, if not better results with clients. And it's all come down to diet mediation and habit changing, habit stacking. And now, and also like consistently being in their head, consistently saying the same message, trying to break them of all the stuff that they've been hearing from other professionals or other professions on terms of like diet and stuff. So basically I've had a few clients that have made like massive progress in the last like two, three months. I've had some people lose 10 pounds in a month, um, right off the bat. And how did I do that? I didn't do it by putting them on crash diets. Half of them are eating like twice as much as they were eating before. And they're not stressed out. I have a few people that came from show prep coaches. Um, some really well-known ones, actually. And one, other, one or two of them in particular, I give them three habits. They're losing just as much, if not more, weight per week than they were when, when they were doing a super restrictive diet. They feel better. They're more relaxed. They're calm. They feel like they can actually sustain this. And that's huge. And there's a lot of clients, like especially when you're first starting them out, you got to really, really work with that. Like, you can't just throw them, here's the macros, here's your eating structure, just go do it. For most people, that's not going to work. 
And that's why a lot of trainers aren't seeing the amount of success with their clients as they would hope. And I don't think it's also, I don't think it's the trainer's fault as well either. It is a little bit, but at the same time, like the trainer needs to set the proper expectations. And a lot of times that might mean you have to fight a lot of this extra kind of outside bullshit. And like, that's something that I learned kind of early into the career, how to kind of like fight with that stuff and do it in a way before I used to really fight it and get mad. But now I like, I'm very calm. I just discuss it with the client, see where they're at. And if someone can't be helped, I have no problems just being like, Hey, you know, like maybe I'm not the right coach for you. Maybe this isn't what you want to do. Or, you know, maybe you, you feel like you need to do it faster and that's okay. But you know, I'll do it as fast as you can, but I'm not going to push someone to lose insane amounts of weight if it's not there. And then just looking at that and looking at how you can do things that sustain with the person, because I see a lot of fitness trainers and a lot of them will basically go to a point where it's like, you have to prep all your meals. And yeah, I do believe that cooking, cooking your own food is definitely a very helpful thing to do. But I don't think that it's like the only be all end all have to do. I think that there's a lot of benefits to not doing that or setting up in a way that you can sustain everything that you do and then um, do that as well. So I think there's a lot of benefits to doing things in a way that's like more sustainable, more approachable, more doable, as opposed to just kind of pushing weight loss, fat loss, weight loss all the time. Fat loss is good. I think fat loss is a little bit better, but it's one of those things where it's like, if you're gonna do things properly, you should really look at doing different metrics. So what I will do with a lot of clients is I have about six or seven different metrics, sometimes just four or five. Really, I focus on like if it's for fitness and health, like I do think that you should check your weight a little bit regularly and if you should have a good enough relationship with your body and with food that like you can do it and you're not going to freak out. Um, so like once a week, you know, check your waist, check your hip, um, check your weight, um, do some sort of a functional goal like a push-up or whatever have you that the client enjoys. And then looking at some different things such as that. You can even set a bunch of different benchmarks. It really depends on the clients, what they want to do. But I think the fitness industry very much so likes the cookie cutter shit. And weight loss seems to be their biggest kind of cookie cutter fun thing to do. So they look at like, I just want to make people lose weight. Uh, that's all I really want to care about. Um, function and fitness and health uh, is kind of like will secondarily go along with that. And I do believe, yes, if you, we do have a weight pandemic, we also have a fat pandemic um, in today's society. So I do understand where that's coming from, but I think there's a better way to tackle it, an easier way to tackle it that I don't think is being done as well as it should be. So I think the focus should be more on like sustainability, um, losing fat versus just losing weight, um, educating people on the benefits of resistance training in conjunction with a proper diet and some sort of cardiovascular exercise slash fitness. doesn't even have to be anything intense, just enough for general heart health, um, weight training sustainably, not super heavy, building up your movement quality and capabilities and capacity. That way you're no longer getting injured as much. You can go through your day with much more energy much more strength and resilience 
which means you know your everyday life will just be a little bit better. And then working on the nutrition, kind of putting that all together, that way you have a more balanced, sustainable thing. That's not to say you can't eat stuff or that you can't enjoy certain foods or different foods, but just keeping in mind that there's a good balance between everything and just making sure that you hold that balance properly as opposed to just kind of having whatever whenever, right? And then also instead of like crash dieting people or pushing them and making them feel bad about themselves, try to make them feel good about themselves as opposed to bad and then working your way back in that way. So I hope that was helpful. Um, it's a little bit of a shorter one, but uh, just getting back into it. So I hope people still enjoyed it, found some use out of it, um, and we'll get back to it next week.